The Chicago Blackhawks announced Friday afternoon that veteran Nick Foligno has signed a two-year extension with the team. And on today's episode, I'll get into my thoughts on Foligno's $4.5 million cap hit and whether he'll be the next captain of the Chicago Blackhawks. And I'll also get into an updated look at the Tankathon standings through the midway point of the regular season. All that and plenty more right here on Locked On Blackhawks. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everyone? Welcome on into another episode of Locked On Blackhawks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can go and give me a follow on X at Jack Bushman too, and make sure to also go and follow my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And also, if you like what you're watching here today, then please make sure to go and show some support real quick by hitting that like button, commenting down below, and subscribing to the Lockdown Blackhawks YouTube channel, all of which is 100% free. It won't cost you anything and really does help me out tremendously. So please, please, please make sure to go and take care of that real quick. And I also got to let you know, today's episode of Lockdown Blackhawks is brought to you by the Sleeper app, the go-to platform for daily fantasy sports. And right now, if you use the promo code LOCKDOWNNHL in all caps, then you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit with Sleeper. All right. Good afternoon, everyone. Again, thank you all for joining me on another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, your one-stop shop for all things Chicago Blackhawks. As promised, got an episode coming out here this Saturday. Uh, wasn't able to get one out on Thursday as it was a little bit of a chaotic day for me. So making good on my promise that I get one out here during the weekend and hope all of your weekends have been going well thus far. Although I know there's been a lot of snow here in the Chicagoland area and I've basically been uh, spending the last 24 hours shoveling. So hasn't been all that fun, but I hope you all are uh, having a more fun start to your weekend than I am. Although looks like it's going to be a very lovely Saturday filled with sports. So I'm very much so looking forward to that, but got a lot to talk about here on today's show. Nothing more significant though than the news that we got on Friday afternoon as we learned that veteran forward Nick Felino has signed a two-year contract extension with the Blackhawks through the 2025-2026 season. That deal carries a $4.5 million AAV, which some people had a, a little bit of a hard time understanding, but uh, I'll get to that in just a second. Felino, though, undoubtedly, other than the $4.5 million AAV, which I think for the most part, people really shouldn't have an issue with. Um, but I think everyone's ecstatic to have Nick Felino back leading this Blackhawks club for another two years. Uh, not only has he been uh, one of the more productive players on the ice this season, one healthy, he's currently on injured reserve with a uh, finger injury, but in 39 games this season, eight goals, nine assists, 17 points. Uh, been one of the most productive players, and he's also, you know, of course, carried himself extremely well off of the ice, really taking these young guys and being a good example for them. And he's also been stepping up for guys countless times on the ice, showing his leadership qualities there as well. That's also what's landed him on injured reserve right now as he stepped in for 
uh, Connor Bedard after he took that hit from Brendan Smith when taking on the New Jersey Devils last Friday. But Nick Foligno is just such an awesome guy ever since he's arrived here in Chicago. It feels like he's gone about everything with the right attitude, the right mentality, and really has taken it on himself to be a great example and a great leader for the future of this organization. And I know he signed a two-year extension. He probably won't be able to still see the fruits of what he's kind of doing here, but it's just so crucial for the Blackhawks rebuild. And I think that's why everyone should be, and for the most part, is super stoked to have Nick Foligno around for these next couple of years because he's just such a great guy to learn from. He's been in basically every situation you can imagine in the NHL at 36 years of age. He's played for some of the best teams in the NHL, also played for some of the worst. So he's kind of gotten a feel for everything, but I do think he's been that one consistent piece in and out of the locker room all year long that's at least helped this Blackhawks team go through these battles because there's been a lot of lows this year and the injuries have certainly made it even more difficult for the Chicago Blackhawks. But Nick Foligno has always been that that rock for the Blackhawks and said the right things when they're down and when they're not playing at their best, he knows he needs to let them know and that they need to strive for more. And I'm just excited for him to be able to implement those things for more than just, you know, uh, a half of the season, or even if he did wind up staying with the Blackhawks throughout the rest of this year and ended up not getting traded at the deadline, you know, it's nice that we get Nick Foligno a little bit more comfortable here. And as he even said himself, he can really, kind of get his roots in the ground here and put that investment into the Blackhawks organization. So I'm super happy to be having Nick Foligno around for these next two years. I know a lot of people feel the same about it. As far as his $4.5 million AAV, yeah, I do feel you. I I agree it is a little bit of an overpay, but at the same point in time, a couple of things here. One, you can never put a price on the leadership that Nick Foligno is going to provide to the Blackhawks. And secondly, it's a lot easier for the Blackhawks to shell out this type of money when they still have uh, $47 million in projected cap space for next season. And the year after that, the Blackhawks are projected to have $70 million in the summer of 2025 when there is a boatload of free agents expected to hit the market. That's going to put them in a really good spot. And something I still don't think Blackhawks fans realize, other than Nick Foligno, the Blackhawks only have... Seth Jones and uh, Connor Murphy with deals longer than two years that, I mean, they have Korchinski, Bedard, but those guys are on ELCs. They're making less than a million dollars on non-entry-level contract deals. The Blackhawks only have two guys signed on for more than two years. So they have a boatload of money. Giving Nick Foligno $4.5 million over a two-year span is not going to hurt this team in the slightest. They'll still have a plethora of cap space to work with. Um, so it's not going to hinder what this franchise is planning to do one bit. I mean, and Nick Foligno deserves that money for how he stepped up this year and also for what he's going to bring to the table over these next two years, which are going to be really crucial in the future of the Chicago Blackhawks as they try to take that next step with more and more prospects, getting more experience and arriving on the scene. So it's going to be very important to have Nick Foligno around for these next couple of years and 4.5 million. I have no problem with the Blackhawks paying him that price over the next two seasons. Another question that Blackhawks fans have been asking though, now that Foligno is officially around for the next two years is he going to be the cap, the next captain of the Chicago Blackhawks instead of Connor Bedard. And my answer immediately is yes, because I think it's a great situation for Connor Bedard to get into. Now he's not rushed into that sea with 
all the expectations and the big shoes that he has to fill following Jonathan Taves' footsteps, right? This gives him a little bit more natural progression, I feel like, to take over in the leadership capabilities. And also, don't forget the special relationship that Connor Bedard and Nick Foligno have. I mean, Nick Foligno, before Bedard had even played in an NHL game, had invited him over to dinner and made a bond with his family and Connor Bedard's playing with his kids and all that stuff. Those two have a very tight-knit relationship. I'm sure Nick Foligno is going to show Connor Bedard the ropes and kind of take him on his shoulders even more than he has already to show him how to be a good leader and how to be a pro, how to act like a pro, how to handle each guy and, you know, just how to go about the leadership mentalities. Now Bedard doesn't get rushed into that as a 19 or 20 year old. I think it'll come a little bit more naturally for him learning off of Nick Foligno. So I think it's a great situation for the Blackhawks to be in, but I really do think Nick Foligno is made to be the next captain of the Chicago Blackhawks. And there were a couple of quotes that he shared today following their uh, morning skate down at fifth third arena that I definitely wanted to get out to all the audience out there, because I think it perfectly captures why Nick Foligno should be the next captain of the Blackhawks and who he is as a player as well. The first quote was when he was uh, talking about the hit that Connor Bedard took from Brendan Smith last Friday that landed Bedard on injured reserve. It's forcing him to miss the all-star game and also the next six to eight weeks of the regular season. Here was Nick Foligno's comments. Quote, you can argue it's a clean hit, which I thought it was. It's our best player. He's going after our best player, right? And I think Smith is an honest player. I do. I have a ton of respect for him. And I think he plays the game the right way. But he targeted one of our players who was in a vulnerable spot at the time. I wonder what their reaction would be if we did that to Jack Hughes or anything, right? And that's the game within the game. There's no ill will towards Smith. He's doing his job for his team. But we're going to do the job for ours as well and back up our own, especially a young kid who's finding his way in the league and our star player. You've got to make sure he knows he feels protected and looked after, and that's all it is. I think that perfectly encaptures the type of mentality and the presence that Nick Foligno brings, and he's exactly right. Like I think he's on AT there, and I don't think it was a dirty hit from Brendan Smith. But Nick Foligno had to step in and do what he did because he took a shot on Connor Bedard and you just can't let those things happen. And what's awesome too is Foligno's felt the same way about Philip Kurashev this season. We've seen him step in for him or Kevin Korchinski. He knows that he has to provide that out there. That's his job on the ice. And, you know, he takes that very seriously. And I, I love to hear that comments. I think he was absolutely spot on there. And the next question or the next quote of his was a response so when he was asked about why he signed on with the Blackhawks instead of maybe going and pursuing a Stanley Cup. I mean, he's a 36-year-old who's never been past the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Why did he sign with the Blackhawks instead of going chasing a ring? Here was his response. My biggest thing is, who's to say you can't win anywhere? I always laugh. I've been on teams that were supposed to win it, and we didn't. And I've been on teams that no one expects anything, and you go on a little bit of a run. So I have a hard time with that one. And I get it. Trust me. I understand the position certain teams are in, but I just never really have played my career in that way. And when the odds are stacked against you, I think that's when you dig in the most, right? And hearing that quote from Nick Foligno, it kind of gave me goosebumps, Blackhawks fans, because God damn it, that's what you want out of your leader, man. And that's why Nick Foligno, I think, is going to be the next captain of the Chicago Blackhawks. When the odds are stacked against you, I think that's when you dig in the most, right? Yeah, it might not be a whole lot of fun to be a member of the Chicago Blackhawks team or to be part of the organization for the last three or four years, but there are brighter days coming. And 
it's almost kind of exciting when you get in on something early before anyone else, when you know there is something special potentially brewing here. And to hear Nick Foligno put it that way, I think is absolutely awesome. And I think that's exactly why he's a perfect pick, perfect fit to be the leader and the captain of the Chicago Blackhawks over the next couple of years while he's still signed on here. And it will allow for Connor Bedard to have a little bit more natural progression in the leadership areas before he inevitably gets the C put on his number 98 sweater. All right, there are my thoughts on the Blackhawks' next captain and Nick Felino's two-year contract extension. Coming up in just a moment here, Blackhawks fans, I will get into an updated look on the Tankathon standings through the midway point of the regular season. But first, I need to talk to you all about Sleeper. A new NHL season brings all sorts of possibilities. Connor Bedard could still be winning the Calder Trophy despite winning the next six, or being out the next six to eight weeks. We know he's got all the goods to go and put up enough points to do so. And you could also be winning real big by playing Sleeper with the Daily Fantasy Hockey on Sleeper, the official daily fantasy app of the Lockdown NHL Network. And Sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports, especially daily fantasy hockey, because with Sleeper, you can win a 100 times your cash in daily contests. And all you have to do is pick whether studs like Nathan McKinnon, Connor McDavid, or Connor Bedard will record more or less than their Sleeper projections for goals, assists, points, saves, and more in any given game. And again, Sleeper offers you the chance to win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy action. So make the right pick, start paying attention, and you could win real big. And right now, you can also go and use the promo code LOCKDOWNNHL in all caps to get up to an $100 match on your first deposit with Sleeper. Again, that's promo code LOCKDOWNNHL in all caps. And go and see Sleeper's terms of use right now for more details. Back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, the Blackhawks take on the Dallas Stars here this evening at 7 p.m. Central Time at the United Center. It's the third time that these two teams have faced here in the last couple of weeks, and you can catch all of the action of the Blackhawks' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. All you have to do is go and search Blackhawks. Segment two, as we are now over the midway point of the regular season, at least For the Chicago Blackhawks, most teams at this point in time are into their second halves. I figured it would be a good time to go and take a look at the bottom of the NHL standings and see which teams present the biggest threat towards landing the projected number one overall pick, Macklin Celebrini, in the 2024 NHL draft. And, you know, the thoughts going into the season, Blackhawks fans, are the hope was that the Hawks would be better than they were last season. I still figured they'd be a bottom 10 team in the league, but I figured they'd probably probably be uh, somewhere closer to number seven or number eight than in the bottom five. But unfortunately, the injuries have just piled up here as of late, and it's just made it so tough for the Chicago Blackhawks to compete. They actually got off to a pretty decent start. I believe at one point in time, the Blackhawks were 7-11-0, but over the last couple of months, it has been really tough sledding for them. And as a result, looks like we're going to be in the mix for the number one overall pick for the second consecutive season. So let's go ahead and take a look at the bottom of the NHL standings and see who's kind of surrounding the Blackhawks at this point in time. Believe it or not, despite all of the Blackhawks losing as of late, they're still not in last place in the NHL standings. And, you know, when they were 
in the midst of that huge schneid at the end of December and uh, earlier this month to kick off the new year. After every loss, I would go and look at the bottom of the standings, and I couldn't believe the Blackhawks not only weren't in last place, but they weren't gaining any ground on the San Jose Sharks because recently San Jose just went on an 11, maybe even 12-game losing streak of their own. It has been absolutely brutal for the Sharks this year. And I remember early on in the season talking with some buddies Uh, kind of hypothetically going over who could be the worst squad in the entire NHL. There was no team that looked uglier on paper. I I mean, looking at their cap friendly, San Jose, I mean, it brutal. You could tell this team's mentality was to finish down near the bottom. So it was pretty crazy um, when the Blackhawks, even despite all their losing, couldn't surpass the Sharks for the number 32 spot in the NHL standings. San Jose still sits at number 32. They are 10, 29, and 3 through 42 games this season. They have 23 points, three fewer than the Chicago Blackhawks at this point in time. Still has them in last place. The Blackhawks, though, are right ahead of them at number 31. Of course, they're 12, 28, and 2 through their first 42 games this season with 26 points. That has them too clear of number 30 right now, the Ottawa Senators, who also have been on an absolute schneid ever since coming back over from Sweden. They're 14-23-0 through 37 games, so still have some more to play to catch up with uh, the Blackhawks, the Sharks, and basically everyone else in the NHL. But looks like they're going to be a a bottom dweller once again here this year. And man, these rebuilding seasons for the Ottawa Senators have just been tough, tough, tough. Every, I mean, going into the start of last year, people were really thinking, you know, they land G- they land Alex to brink it. Uh, maybe this team could be the sleeper in the Eastern Conference. It never wound up happening. To brink it winds up departing. There's the Shane Pinto suspension early on this year. It's just been a nightmare of the last decade, really, for the Ottawa Senators. I don't think anyone envisioned them being number 30 in the standings through the midway point, but that's exactly where they are. Two points ahead of the Blackhawks and one point back of number 29, the Anaheim Ducks, who are 14, 26, and 1 through 41 games. That gives them 29 points. Have been in the uh, news for much other reasons than they're losing here lately as they netted Cutter Gautier from the Philadelphia Flyers in exchange for Jamie Drysdale and a second-round pick. That's kind of had the whole hockey world on tilt over the last week or so. But I'll tell you what, it's been it's been tough times for the Anaheim Ducks alongside the Chicago Blackhawks the last few years. If there's any team that has a better prospect pool than the Blackhawks, it's Anaheim. I mean, Trevor Zegras, who re- reportedly is also on the trade block, but they got Zegras, Leo Carlson, Mason McTavish, uh, Pavel Minchikov, Owen Zellweger, Lucas Dostal in net. Um, they have a super, super, super bright future and looking like they're going to have another top pick in the 2024 NHL draft as well. Going to be very fun in a couple of years to see the Blackhawks and the Ducks have some big boy tilts because both of their prospect pools are looking very promising. Uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets come in at number eight. They're 13, 20, and nine with 35 points through 42 games, of course. They were also right there in the mix for uh, the Connor Bedard standings. Um, gave the Blackhawks a run for their money. I believe they actually had the second best odds. The Blackhawks had the third. Um, so yeah, Columbus been uh, tough times for them lately as well. I would say they're still in the mix for potentially landing the number one spot if they do enough losing in the second half. The rest of the teams, this is probably where I think the cutoff is in terms of uh, finishing last in the standings to have the best chance 
at the number one overall pick. As we all know, it still comes down to a draft lottery. So even if you finish last, that doesn't guarantee you anything other than a top three pick. But um, I do think after Columbus, those are the clear-cut bottom five teams that are in the race to finish last in the standings in the regular season. The rest would, you know, theoretically have to win it through the lottery odds. But Minnesota, man, what a disappointing first half it's been for them. They're at number 27, 17, 19, and 5 with 39 points through 41 games. The Buffalo Sabres are up next at 26. They're 18, 20, and 4 with 40 points through 40 games, and then the Montreal Canadiens, to round things off, also have 40 points with a 17, 18, and 6 record through 40 games. So that are those look like the uh, biggest threats as of now to the Chicago Blackhawks for the projected number one overall pick in the 2024 NHL draft, which figures to be Macklin Celebrini after the sturdy performance that he had for Team Canada at the 2024 World Juniors. I think San Jose, Chicago, Ottawa, Anaheim, and Columbus are the teams that are going to be in the fight to finish dead last in the standings for Celebrini. All right, there is an updated look at the Tankathon standings through the midway point of the regular season. Coming up in just a moment, I still have to get into a quick preview of tonight's matchup with the Dallas Stars as Seth Jones is officially set to make his return. But first, I got to talk to you all about Jace Medical. And I know we come to sports to escape from some of the crazy realities in life, but can we just talk for a minute about preparing for real life? Because according to the FDA, Pharmacies across the United States are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. And that is scary. I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than if a loved one got sick while a supply chain issue kept them from the life-saving medication that they needed. And that's why I'm here to present you all today with the Jace case. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses. And you can also go and customize your own case right now to fit your own preferences by visiting jacemedical.com and completing your physician encounter. It's never been more important to be prepared than right here, right now, today. So make sure to go to jacemedical.com and use the promo code LOCKDOWN for $20 off your first order. Again, that's jacemedical.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off. Back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're still tuned into this point of today's episode, first, just let me say thank you very much. I really do appreciate all of your support. And if you can, if you haven't done so already, please go and help me out by smashing the like button, commenting down below, and also subscribing to the Lockdown Blackhawks YouTube channel. Make sure to do that to stay up to date on all the Blackhawks news in action throughout the second half of the regular season. And also, make sure to go and check out the new Lockdown Sports today because Lockdown has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. And Lockdown Sports today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Lockdown, plus our national shows covering every league. So go to Lockdown Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, segment three, let's talk for a minute about tonight's matchup with the Dallas Stars as the Blackhawks really try to keep up their solid play as of late. Three in a row, they've had really solid performances. Last Sunday, 
They beat the Calgary Flames 4-3, to put up a really strong performance against the Edmonton Oilers to lose, only to lose that one 2-1, to and then got their hearts ripped out of their chests on Thursday. Should have beaten the Winnipeg Jets in their own building. The top team in the NHL, they had them on the ropes, gave up a pair of goals in the final couple of minutes to also lose that one by a final score of 2-1, to but undoubtedly it feels like the Blackhawks finally have some much-needed momentum on their side, and I mean, it was just so dreadful there for a couple of weeks prior. All the injuries, all the losing, all the lopsided final margins. It was really tough to take and tough to turn on this Blackhawks team, and then Connor Bedard goes down, and it's like, oh my God, how are we even going to How am I going to watch the Chicago Blackhawks team throughout the rest of the year? Fortunately, since Bedard has gone down three real solid performances in a row, all three of them, I thought the Blackhawks defense was outstanding, along with the goaltending in net from Peter Mrazek. Uh, Hopefully they'll be able to keep that up here tonight because in their last game against the Dallas Stars, you probably remember on New Year's Eve, the Blackhawks absolutely got mollywopped. They got embarrassed, lost that one eight to one. So I think they're going to want to go into their own building and strike some revenge here against the Dallas Stars, or at least make it known that that's not going to fly. That's not the team that we were. We're capable of much more than that. And Look, they've taken on some really good teams in these last couple of games and put out really solid performances. I hope that that can be the case here tonight. What do the Blackhawks need to do in order to get that? I think to me, it's been pretty clear what this team has had to do. They've just had to slow the game down and play much more simplified style, especially from the perspective of the defenseman. One thing I've noticed over the last three games, the Blackhawks have not given up any odd man rushes, and that was something that killed them. Three on twos. They were having a terrible time defending those two-on-ones, giving up way too many of those as well. Over this last three-game stretch, they really haven't give up, given up any odd-man rushes. They also haven't had any real clear breakdowns or blunders, and I think it just goes back to playing a simplified style, getting the puck out of the defensive zone, out of harm's way, and living to fight another day. Connor McDavid got a couple of goals against them. Yeah, he's going to get his, but other than that, I thought the Blackhawks pray, played pretty perfectly defensively that carried over uh, into the game against the Jets until those final three minutes, the Blackhawks were pretty sturdy for the first 57, but it wasn't enough, but it certainly gives me hope that they're going to be able to put up a much better fight here tonight against Dallas than they did in their last meeting against them on new year's, even though also be getting some much needed help on their back end is Seth Jones is going to officially make his return here tonight after missing over a month. He last played on December 10th against the Washington Capitals, suffered kind of a rare shoulder injury, as he put it himself, but really key to get Seth back on the back end. That gives the Blackhawks a healthy decor for the first time in quite a while, and it's getting a little bit better here on injured reserve. We know Taylor Hall's out for the season, but now the Blackhawks only have only Tyler Johnson, Andreas Athanasiu, Anthony Beauvillier, Nick Foligno, and Connor Bedard. Foligno, though, has been skating. Looks like he could make his return soon. Hopefully, Anthony Beauvillier is uh, on track for that as well. So, slowly but surely, starting to get a little bit better here, Blackhawks fans. But getting Seth back here tonight is rather interesting. And I talked on yesterday's episode about my opinion of what the defensive pairing should be. Well, we got an idea what they're going to be following the morning skate as Luke Richardson confirmed the lineup. One change coming here for the Blackhawks, and it was one that, if it didn't happen, I was going to absolutely freak out on on today's show. 
Jared Tenorti is going to be the healthy scratch on defense with Seth Jones drawing back in. But one thing that uh, I, I don't love personally, but time will tell. We'll see if this is what's best for the Blackhawks is the pairings that uh, Richardson is going to be rolling with tonight. Alex Vlasic is going to be jumping up back on the top pairing with Seth Jones. And while I do admittedly understand that gives them like a true shutdown pairing now that Alex Vlasic ever since Seth has been out and really all season long, he's been playing like a number one defenseman. His defensive analytics and his numbers are incredible for a 22 year old on a dog water hockey team. I mean, he's been spectacular at five on five. So I get putting him with Seth Jones really gives the Hawks a true number one pairing for the first time since Jake McCabe left. Um, but I personally would have put Kevin Korchinski up there. I know he's been playing well with Nikita Zaitsev, but I still think giving Korchinski the opportunity to play with the potential D partner of the future in Seth Jones, I think that would be a better opportunity for him than alongside Zaitsev. But I do understand they have been playing well. They are expected to remain together here tonight against Dallas. And then Jacob Megna will still remain in the lineup. I would have lost my marbles if Jacob Megna was a healthy scratch here this evening. Looks like he's going to be off of uh, the second pairing with Alex Vlasic, though, and he'll be skating with Connor Murphy here tonight. Hopefully that'll lead to some better results for uh, Murphy as well. But the two extras on the back end, Jared Tenorti and Isaac Phillips. With Seth Jones returning, the Blackhawks now have eight defensemen on their active roster, and you know that's not something they're going to want to do long-term, especially with a 22-year-old and Isaac Phillips who, yeah, he could be learning things from the press box and practicing with the NHL squad. You probably still want him in consistent game situations, though. I've talked about this. I don't think there's much for Isaac Phillips to accomplish at the AHL level. I think he's proven that he's not that level of player anymore. But I also feel like the Blackhawks, and I talked about this on yesterday's episode too, if they loved Isaac Phillips, he'd be playing right here right now. And he just isn't. And given that Alex Vlasic theoretically has cemented his spot on the left side in the rebuild. You have Ethan Del Mastro, an AHL all-star coming up in the next couple of years. Kevin Korchinski's also a lefty. And then you got Nolan Allen and more and more guys coming year after year. You got Wyatt Kaiser. You got to wonder where Isaac Phillips exactly fits into the plans. And because of that, I just kind of get the same feeling I had about Ian Mitchell last year is because he's just not getting those opportunities. That kind of shows us the Blackhawks hand as to what they think about Isaac Phillips's future here. That's not to say that he can't be a good NHL player somewhere else, or even if he winds up getting the opportunity, he could still be a good player for the Blackhawks. But I just think the opportunities are too few and far between. And if they really loved him, he'd be in the lineup on a consistent basis right now. And he just isn't. So because of that, I get the feeling that Phillips is probably going to get returned to Rockford. And then the Hawks will roll with Jared Tenorti as their seventh defenseman as they are finally healthy on the back end for the first time in a while. All right, that is going to wrap up today's episode of Locked On Blackhawks. As always, thank you all again for tuning into the show, and please make sure to go and follow the Locked On Blackhawks podcast right now for free wherever you may be listening to your podcast, and to go and subscribe to the Locked On Blackhawks YouTube channel. That way you can get the latest episode as soon as it's uploaded each and every day. As always, I'm your host, Jack Bushman. Go and follow me on X at Jack Bushman too. And also make sure to go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey 
for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. So until the next episode, everyone enjoy the rest of your weekends. That's going to do it from today's episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.